really, really early this morning. They's watched over us and brought us here safe without any hurt, harm, and danger, and for that we are to be eternally grateful. If you're here this morning, you're not a member of the Lord's family, we say welcome. We're just happy that you have taken time out of your schedule to come and to be with us this morning. And those of you who are visiting with us from another congregation of the Lord's people, it is good to see you. And those of us who labor here at East Baltimore congregation, it is so good to see you. Some of you I haven't seen in a while, but I'm so grateful to, to see you have been traveling and back with us. We're just grateful to God for that. And those of you who got a lot of presence and everything that you don't need this week, just make sure you bring it here and I'll be more than happy to help you with it. Amen. Amen. Continue to pray for my family. We laid my uncle to rest in South Carolina on yesterday. So continue to pray for uh, his children and pray that God will open their minds to the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, for those of you who are going to be in town on Thursday, the New Year's celebration for those who will be in town will start at 930. Amen? The youth will do their part until 10 o'clock, and then we'll have some refreshment, and then we'll have song service. Then Brother Bethea will give a message, and about 5 of 12, we will circle around and have prayer into the New Year's. Amen? Amen. Also, uh, remember, on next Sunday at um, 3 o'clock, in a city would be dedicating the new building and also having ordination for Brother Lork and Brother Beal. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Franklin. I, I was, uh, thank you, Brother Beal. Amen. I got home yesterday and I was sitting there minding my business, wasn't doing anything. Then my phone went off and I didn't answer it, and then I came out, and it went off again. I, so I looked at it, and it was Brother Ty Johnson calling me. I didn't answer it. Then Brother Bethea called me. I said, well, I better answer it. So he said, you're going to go to D.C. in the morning. I said, I guess I am. So I'm going to be out of here in a few minutes. Pray for me as I go to 13th Street. Amen. I thought he was going to send Brother Veal, but he told me I need to do something here today. But it's not going to happen. So those of you who in the audience know what y'all need to do prepared for Thursday night, please do it. Call me if you need me. And uh, those of you who are fans of the Ravens, we're praying for you. <laughs> those of us Redskins fans, we're going to the playoff. Amen. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. 
I keep telling y'all that God is a Redskins fan. <laughs> y'all don't believe me. We're grateful to see you. So happy that you're here this morning. Turn your Bibles with me, please, for a few minutes. I want to talk to you about something as we come to the end of the year and you go back and you look over what you have done or have not done this year. And, and only I can assess me. And only you can assess you. So take a moment over the next few days and just assess what we have done. And then put it all together and see what we have done as a congregation of the Lord's people. Because at the end of the day, it is Jesus Christ who sits at the right hand of the Father. And we must try our best to do all we can for the cause of Christ. Amen? Jesus tells this parable... He said, what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one, does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. Most of the time when I talk about this passage, I, I kind of tie the parable of the lost sheep also. These two passages are similar in thought, but the application is different. The parable of the lost sheep is the a parable of someone being lost out in the world. But the parable of the women in the coin is about someone being lost in the house. And, and as we go and, and through the end of this year, think about it. All of us know someone, even if it's not in our house, in somebody else's house that is lost. And, and, and it's not always our responsibility to see that everyone is saved. However, we do hold some of the responsibility. And the sad thought about it also, every time we think about someone being lost, we think about someone that is not in the Lord's body. But I submit to you this morning that there is some lost folks right in the Lord's body. And that's where Jesus was with this parable. He uses a woman 
And I, I, I'm only, I only think, Troy, that he uses this woman to show the affection of the love that a mother has for a child. And if you can understand this, the love that a mother has for a child, time that a thousand times, and that's the love that God has for a soul. Is, is that all right? Watch what Jesus said. Jesus says, what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one, she does not light a candle and sweep the house until she finds it. Let's just talk about the lost coin for a minute. Now, now let's just get this right out front. You know Jesus is not talking about an actual a coin. You know he's not talking about a silver dollar bill. He just, he gives us this so we can understand the value. Because he said, he didn't say that it was just a coin. He said a silver coin to let you know that it has some value to it. So in the parable of this woman, of this woman with the coin, think about a coin. A coin cannot get lost by itself. I'm, 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 just, I'm just going through the passage. That's all. I'm not making none of this up. Just read the passage for yourself. He said the coin cannot be lost by itself. Therefore, so how does a coin then get lost? One of the things that I think a coin get lost when a coin is ignored. You bring the coin into the house and you just set it there and you just ignore it. See, brothers and sisters, as members of the Lord's church and the members of the Lord's family, when we have family members who are not in the body of Christ, we can't just ignore them. Amen. 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 If you just ignore them, you go through, you go to church every day and you come home and you never share nothing with it. See, they're not interested in going to the building. But they will have some interest if you share some of the things that you learn at the building back at home. You can't sit it down and never go back and look at it. The other thought is the coin is lost because you don't pay as much attention to the one that you do with the nine. What do I mean by that, Brother Frazier? The nine, you rub it and you clean it all day. Every opportunity you get, you polish it. Every opportunity you tell it how valuable you are. Why do you do that? Because you are all in the same atmosphere, but the one that you care nothing about, you does nothing with it. You don't clean it. You knock it on the floor. 
That's where Jesus went with this. He said, if you lose a coin, do you not light a candle, sweep the floor? Why do you think Jesus says that? Because notice, if you had it on the nightstand and it falls, guess where it's going to fall? On, see this, you see how simple this, it's going to fall on the floor. And, and, and guess where the floor is? In the house. Uh-uh. You're saying this is, uh, this is elementary. Because you must see the application what Jesus is saying. The coin is not lost outside. It is lost in the house. It is in the place where you spend most of your time. See, when, when this year we baptize some people. And do you know if we just baptize folks and do nothing else with them? They're in the house, but they lost. They lost. I, I, I remember, Troy, you was there. When we were at Central, we would baptize over a hundred and some people every year. Every year. I was at Central 10 years. In 10 years, we baptized, just for my message, a hundred people. So that's a thousand people that we baptized over that 10-year period. Not counting the people that was there before. But do you understand that at the end of the year, we'll have 20? You baptize a hundred and only 20 stays. Why do you think that happened? They get lost in the house. That's all. They get lost in the house. In your own family. If, if one of your children is quiet and always by themselves and you do nothing with them, they'll get lost. Amen. Right in the house. Amen. This is where Jesus was. We have to pay more attention to those that are in the house. Why is the child always by himself? You know why? Because he's subdued. He's not outgoing. So you just do nothing with him. Come on, let him stay right there. We going. Then you wonder, what happened to that boy? He ain't like the rest of us. You put no effort. You never told him nothing. You just let a child go on. Never should a child go on by themselves with no direction. The same thing with the coin. If you don't put some effort on the coin, the coin is going to find himself lost. And watch what's the second thing that Jesus said. Jesus said, it takes some work in order to preserve the coin. He says that the coin was lost. He said, but don't they 
light a candle, and sweep the floor. See, anything that is precious to you deserves some work. Y'all tired? Y'all ate too much? Don't make me work so hard here. I, 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 I'm giving you a half a message today. Anything, I'll say that again. Anything that worth something to you, demand some work. Amen. You say, well, what kind of relationship you have with your spouse? It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't putting nothing in it. All right. I can't get that woman to do nothing. You ain't doing nothing. My husband come in, he take a shower, he go right on up to bed with the TV. Do something. Unplug the TV. If you want the relationship to grow, you got to put something into it. You go to work and say, I, I can't, I hate my job. Well, you're not putting nothing in it. I can't wait. I go to church every Sunday. I can't wait till they say amen so I can go home. You got nothing. You put nothing in it. You got nothing out of it. Amen. I study this lesson for weeks sometime. Yeah. And you come out and say, you know, I ain't got nothing out of that lesson. You ain't put nothing in it. You didn't even say amen when I said Jesus Christ is the son of God. Amen. Put something in it in order to get something out of it. So then Jesus said that in order for anything to work, you got to put some work into it. This woman swept the floor. Now the question is, Was she responsible for the coin to be lost? That's just another thought question. Let me just show you. If I take this water bottle and I set it right there, that water bottle will stay there at, for the next hundred years as long as this building here and nobody knocks it over. Why? It's not going to move itself. But as somebody come by and just knock it over, and then I come back and look, what happened to the water bottle? Somebody did something to the water bottle. It's not going to move by itself. It's the same process with the coin. The woman, and, and now, Jesus didn't say that there was nobody else in the house Amen. except the woman. Right. So after something happened to the coin, if the coin was on the floor, guess who put it on the floor? Who knocked it on the floor? It's the woman. The woman is responsible for the coin being lost. And so many times in our Christian walk, we find ourselves responsible. For someone being lost. Yeah. 
we have an effect on it. Now, well, Brother Frazier, we can't take responsible for everybody. Jesus is not asking us to do that. Everybody is responsible for themselves. Don't, let's not, let's don't, don't go, let me don't get too crazy here. If a person do not make it to heaven, you will not be responsible but for one person. And that's you. But it's our responsibility to do what we can to preserve everyone in the house. It's our responsibility to preserve everyone in the house. Well, um, Brother Frazier, why don't we do it? Because sometimes we think one person got more value than the other. We care about our circle more than others. Amen. And, and, and don't ever believe that the church don't have cliques. Amen. There's cliques in the church. Now, when people say the church don't have no clique. They, they never read the, the Bible. Amen. <laughs> How do you know that? When Jesus went up into the high mountain, he took Peter, James, and John yeah. with him. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. Who did he take? He took Peter, James, and John with him. What happened to the other nine? Yeah. Yeah. They were apostles just like the rest of them. But he went further to pray, and he took Peter, James, and John with him. Yeah. Yeah. Did Jesus have a click? Come on. It's all right to have a click. But use the click to the glory of God. Jesus was preparing Peter for one of the greatest sermons that would ever be preached to save mankind. But don't use a click to alienate yourself from the rest of the body. And then watch what Jesus says here. The second thing that Jesus said, and when she finds, had found it. See, the only way that you're going to find out something is you put some effort into it. If that woman just went to her nightstand and counted, nine pieces of silver and did not care about the tenth she knew she had ten when she went to count she found nine so Jesus said she lit a candle and she swept the floor and when she found it that tells me something else You cannot come to service every Sunday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday and get nothing out of it. Amen. It's totally impossible. Jesus said, my word should not come back void. Even as, as careless as we are, if you sit around the word of God long enough, you're going to get something. You're going to get something out of it. 
You dating somebody who's not a member of the church? Just keep bringing them. If you keep bringing them, they're going to find something one day. But now, you got to be diligent. You can't be holy in the holy house. And then when you leave, you like the rest of the world. See, because we get confused with Christianity. We think Christianity is a duty. Christianity is not a duty. Christianity is a life. It's a lifestyle. And, and, the, and, and you have to live it every single day. 34 years, Wes, I sold cheese. On Thursday, I'm done with selling cheese. It was a lifestyle. I'm sitting there with my wife yesterday. I said, Kraft has been very good to us for 34 years, but that's a lifestyle that I'm getting out of. Couldn't have been a duty. Mm-mm. It's a lifestyle. Because, see, when I get the West store and he don't want to buy but four cases of cheese, I need to sell ten. West, I don't know how you're going to do it. Well, I don't need but four. I got to sell you. I got to get it. I got to show him a need why he need more than four and he's trying to tell me he don't need 10. So what do we do? We meet somewhere where both of us benefit from. This ain't about cheese. It's about living a lifestyle. You have to find an equal medium where you need God in your life and can't do without him. And I guarantee you. Now, I'm not telling you he's going to give you 34 years one place. But I guarantee you, he'll take care of you. Amen. Yeah. And so you too young. To, no, I'm not. 34 years doing one thing is a long time. If you only got 70. Come on. That'll come. Don't. That's just. <laughs> Troy, I about to tell you come and sing because they. They, they tired from the game they were playing yesterday. So, 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 listen, Jesus said, when she had found it, isn't that a blessing? She lost a coin, but, but watch Jesus. Jesus didn't leave the story until he got to the point when she found it. So it doesn't matter how lost you are, if you stay with God, you're going to be found. Isn't that something? When she found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together saying, rejoice with me. See, we always don't mind standing up on Sunday morning, doing the invitation and tell how bad things are in our life. 
Brothers and sisters, pray for me. I lost my job. I lost this. Well, every now and then, we need to just stand up and say, to the glory of God, I'm retiring. God gave me a new, no, he didn't. A new car. Sister Holt, then you get a new car. How did that happen? They just bought you. That's what kids supposed to do with their parents once they put all. That's the least. How come when things great happen in our lives, we don't tell nobody? Pray for my son. He's in trouble. Why can't we say pray for my son? He got all A's. Do you know that God has given blessings? But we don't tell the world nothing went. Everything. How you doing? Man, I don't know how I made it in here this morning. My gout is acting up. The children ain't. Ain't nothing going on. Why in the world anybody want to be a part of something that is all miserable? Some good thing has to happen. This lady lost a coin. But Jesus said when she found, who did she call to help look for it? Nobody. But when she found it, she calls her family. She calls her friend with him and says, come and rejoice with me. Why? Because, see, I remember, Wes is just your Sunday. I was up in, at Overbrook Park. Wes been coming and then Wes got baptized. By the time I done preaching in Philadelphia, I got a text. Right. Wes obeyed the gospel. Amen. I, I had to think about it. I said, Wes? Who is Wes? <laughs> then I looked at who it came from. Wes. Yes, oh, you, you see, why can't we rejoice oh, over one who have come to the Lord? Yeah. You know, Brother Frazier quit the church. Oh, Can't tell. Get, you know he quit. Can you believe? Oh. But when one come to the Lord, oh, how come we can't rejoice? Spread the news. Every now and then, I, I just want to hear. You, you, have you ever called Brother Lucas? On Brother Lucas's phone, if he don't pick up, mm -hmm. he said, please don't leave me no negative thoughts. Right. Because I don't have the time right. for a negative thought. Right. Have a blessed. <laughs> yeah. Get his number and call him. Pray that he don't answer the phone and just listen. How in the world are you going to then call Brother Lucas and say, man, I lost my. He don't want to hear that. No negative thoughts. This woman, this woman rejoiced, and, 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 and she rejoiced not with herself, but the whole community. That's what Jesus said. When she had found it, she called her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which... I 
had lost. She, she owned up that she had lost the peace. And she did what it was necessary to find the peace. Brothers and sisters, in our Christian life, every now and then we're going to get knocked down. But stand up again. And let folks know, man, I was down, but I'm up again. And, 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 and the other thing that I, that I want us to understand, that sometimes we're going to get knocked down by the person who we love the most. going to love. Why? Because sometimes the one who we think that won't do it to us, they'll do it to us. But you need to look at the other side of the coin. God will always be there for you. He will always be there. And and as long as God is on our side, we have hope. We have hope. We have hope. And, and if we don't have hope in nothing else, put all you got in the Lord and everything will be all right. And then my third point, and I'm done this morning. This is what Jesus says. Jesus says, and likewise I say unto you, there is rejoice in the presence of the angel of God over one sinner. That repent. Amen. See, the angels who we don't know rejoicing over us coming to the Lord versus those that we know. That'll come through too. Come on, come on. That'll come through. See, you see a person. Haven't seen them in nine or ten months. Might be nine or ten years. And then they come back to the Lord. You don't want to rejoice. You say, did you see? You would not believe who showed up. I can't believe she done took that man that woman, husband, and now she back. Mm. Come on, man. Jesus says that the angel of God well. rejoice over one sinner who repent. Please don't don't condemn me what I did yesterday. Yesterday has taken care of that. Rejoice because I showed up this morning. Rejoice because I've had a change heart. I know I'm not what I should be, but I'm not what I used to be either. Work in progress. Don't, don't, don't. When you see somebody's trying, this is all Jesus is saying. When you see somebody trying to do better, help them. Rejoice with them. Because your day is going to come. 
Things are great for you today, but it, uh, just like this Baltimore weather, you think it's always going to be 70 degrees in December? I'm telling you, no. You might get that in South Carolina, but not in Baltimore. Next week, we might have a blizzard. So I'm sucking all of this up by the glory of God. Because winter is going to come. Jesus says that the angels rejoice over one that repented. Go back to what I start off with. You know it wasn't the coin <laughs> that needed repentance. This message is not about a coin. This message is about a soul. And when a soul is lost, a soul need to find its way back to the Lord. And all we can do is help that soul get back to the Lord. If you're in this audience this morning, you're not a member of the Lord's family. We can help you get to the Lord. The Bible says, so then faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Believe that Jesus Christ died for you. That he was buried and that it rose again the third day. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 1 through 4. Repent of your sins. And, and that's what it is. It's a change of mind. In your heart, followed by action. That's all repentance is. Making up in your mind that I'm going to do better. That, that, you know, always in December we eat everything that we want to eat. And then January 1, we make these New Year's. I'm going. See. <laughs> January is just repentance month. I'm going to cut out all of this, you know, and it'll last till the 15th. But the 16th, you say, I ain't going to last all. We just go back. That's all right. Just make up another repentance. I'm going to stop eating four cookies. I'm going to two. See, it's a, it's a thought process that takes place in our mind. Jesus said, you got to repent. Luke 13 and 3, Acts 17 and 30. And then confess Jesus Christ as Lord. You, you cannot do it by yourself. You need the Lord in your life. I, I, I don't care what nobody said. You cannot do it by yourself. Christianity wasn't set up that way. He taught 12 men. And those 12 men went into all the world. And he ended up somewhere in the United States where we got it. And then be baptized in water for the remission of your sins. God will add you to his family. Be faithful unto death. He'll give you a crown of life. Would you come right now? As we together stand and sing the song that has been. Why don't you 